Welcome to the Smarticle Podcast, where we take a good article and make it gooder. It is my favorite time of the week. It is Faith Fridays here on the Smarticle Podcast. We once again turn to the good friends at the CAC, the Center for Action and Contemplation. You can find more about them at CAC.org. They're doing a series titled The Prophetic Path of the episode that we're going to kind of zero in and was called God's Dynamic Intimacy. Richard Rohn's Richard daily meditation is quoted, is quoting that as noted pastor, theologian, and mystic Howard Thurman, who I want to get your opinion on, Brandon, who is described as the faith. Uh, he's talking about the faith of the Hebrew prophets. Quote, how do you interpret the events of your life? How do you measure them? Do you live your life on the basis that all there is is to you and what you do is wrapped up in the moment, the isolated, circumscribed mo- movement, pulse and beat of your life now? If you do, then you know, you see that the very nature of life is fixed, that it's finished, it is complete. And you know, you can't do anything about anything anyways, so you don't try. Now, there's another point of view, and this is the point of view of the prophet, and that is human life, as well as the lives of nations, take place within a context that is dynamic, that always when I am the presence of any event, I am caught in an encounter with a series of potentials that spread out the widest possible direction and with the most amazing variety of variations. So that if I am alert in the presence of the event, I seek to deal with the event in terms of not nearly what it says, what it looks like, but in terms of what it seems to me, the dynamics of the event and the potentials of the event. So I want to frame the Wow, there's a lot of words, a lot of words I know, going on there. But I want to frame it to you this. How is every boring meeting you have to go to, Brandon? Oh. How is every Sunday church service? How is another tedious school event? How is that a chance to run into a dynamic event? Well, it's funny. I was reading this morning, Henri Nouwen, it was a, a Catholic priest and a writer so many people may be familiar with, amazing, amazing human being. And he was talking about like giving your life over to God completely and not in the sense of like, well, I'm going to pray now and then I'm going to go do something else. You know, he was saying that, referencing that idea of pray without ceasing, the Paul sort of adage. And I think that that's how one does this in the boring meeting, in the boring sermon, in the whatever you know, that creating that dynamism is not something that you do in the moment. It's something that you are at all times, that you, in a sense, it's a practice. It's like, I'm going to have good posture. You don't just like all of a sudden go, have good posture, have good posture. You (laughs) practice good posture so that you have good posture, right? You take a, a yoga class and you work on posture. It's the same thing. It's a posture of prayer. It doesn't mean you're like, right? You're not praying. You're just, your mind is towards the dynamic process of God. I I like that idea. So I'm asking you personally, then, when you go to a boring event or a meeting at work, do you see the potentials of the event or do you get locked into the boring details? Uh, It's probably a little bit of both. I mean, you know, I work for a company now that every meeting is boring. It's always a back. <laughs> it's just, it's, it's absolutely painful how much backslapping goes on and, you know, how much, you know, jargon is used. And you're like, wait, are we having this meeting just because someone said we had to have a meeting? And so it's, I don't know. It's, it's one of those tough things that I, I, I look at and I say, yes, I'd like to find the dynamism, but probably most of the time I get lost in the weeds. 
So if you think about the history of the universe, that like if you believe in capital G God, God made a tedious system, right? The original people 300,000 years ago spent almost every waking moment looking for food and water. That's like all they did. They just foraged every second. Now, it's kind of the same thing now, right? Most of our days and moments are tedious moments. So this God that we believe in created tedious moments. How are we supposed to then look for the potential of the event? Well, that's a good question. I, I don't, I, I wonder when you say like tedious moment and, you know, all that, if, if, I guess that's again, go back to that posture idea that if we keep a posture towards anything, towards prayer, it's not tedious because when we're in it, we're in a, we're in a, a posture of prayer. And that, I, again, I don't know the answer to this. Um, I like that um, Thurman was pushing into this idea. I love this series, you know, this idea of the prophetic path. How do we follow something that is a little bit wacky? So I, I really, I like that. I don't have the answer to it. He says, now fundamental to this concept is a philosophy, which to read it says that God is inside the historic process. So like idea that God is inside everything, every process. So therefore we're always in, in a sense, in communion with God, because God is everything. God is in every unit, every place, every tedious moment, as you said. So how do we engage God in those moments, I guess, is what you're asking or pushing at. So here, my thought is, I heard this podcast once talk about happiness, and it related to, like, our memories. And, you know, we've, we've chatted about this before. Our memories are horrible. We really, you know, they, they, they do these studies with people that on um, crime scenes, and they go to the guy, the person that, you know, expert that saw something happen in the intersection and they prove that no it wasn't a person wearing a red shirt or a car they ran they were just our brains are really bad about memories and right. we're really like our childhoods what we thought made us happy didn't really necessarily make us happy but we put all this stuff on it to where we are now and that could be used to like what we think is going to make us happy you go to an event or a meeting or whatever we think it's going to be horrible i got to go to the school event but in reality we don't even know yeah. so our brain really kind of throws us under the bus before we even get to the tedious event. So how do we get to the point of like letting our expectations of whatever's going to come to us be free so that we can experience for what it really is? Well, you have to take a step back from that because the reason you think it's going to be a tedious event is because you've been to thousands of tedious events. Yes. So your yes. brain's like, okay, it's going to be another of a horrible yes. meeting that I'm going to have to yes. sit through. So that's the reality is that's the reality. Now, that said is the training yourself to say, I'm going to look at every event as a potential dynamic event. And I'm going to start that by not going into it saying, oh, it's going to be a terrible event. But you start with the idea that it could be dynamic, it could be life-changing, and then work backwards from there as opposed Ugh. to like letting it beat you up. Well, okay. So I'm going to say that I'm not going to be able to do that. That's my 2023 promise to you that I'm not going <laughs> to. But I will say this, though. What I've recently tried to do is I've tried to um, sort of take the pulse of where I'm at. For instance, what is the smell of the room that I'm in? What is the feeling I'm getting? What is the like? I'm really trying to almost uh, let it seep into my skin. What is the actual chi or vibe of? I know it sounds crazy, right? Of the room I'm at, so that I can like almost absorb the moment as opposed to like think about what it is i think that's probably the best way to do it i mean i think that like when i sit in these these meetings you know where it's like 50 people 
faces on a screen and there's no, you know, somebody, uh, you know, wah, 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 to yeah. think about, well, let me think about what each one of these people is. What are they pondering? What's their experience? I mean, how do I, how do I live outwardly and send out that positive energy to those people that are on that call? You know, a lot, you know, that the hippy dippy nature of, oh, I'm, you know, sending out positive energies. I do believe that God is in everything. So therefore, if you send out positive energy, it's going to be absorbed and felt somewhere. So I don't necessarily think that's crazy hippy dippy talk. I, I, I really don't. I've said this a gazillion times. 90% of our brain is uh, subconscious. We only use like 10 to 5% of our actual brain. And that's because for 300,000 years, we were walking the Serengeti and we need to know if the bush shook, was there a lion in there? And our subconscious knew better than our conscious brain about the perceived dangers and things going around. So how do we get in touch with that 90% and use it in boring meetings, church services, bad school events, so that we're in touch with this sort of subconscious world that's going on around us. Well, I think that if you go back to the very sort of core of what the Center for Action and Contemplation is all about, which is action and contemplation, right? That it's the idea of training our minds, our heart, our soul to be ready for those moments. It's always, you know, I had lots of great coaches in my life and they would say, listen, you're not practicing to be good right now. You're practicing to be good in the fourth quarter of a game when you really don't, you can't think about it. That, and it's, I think the same thing. It's like you're, in a sense, you're practicing those disciplines so that when you really need them, you can use them. And I think that it comes, everything is that way. How we exercise, how we eat, how we sleep, how we pray, all those things are in preparation so that our body is ready when it needs to be ready. That's my holistic take on the whole thing. And my holistic is like, I really, I, I found myself at a cocktail thing over the weekend. I was kind of tense. It was with some school people. Blah, blah. And it was only when I was able to just kind of sit back in my chair and let go and not be worried about who I was going to talk to or what was going to happen or blah, 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 getting the babysitter to just like, let it all go and sit there. Was I able to kind of be comfortable yeah. and actually kind of enjoy the moment? Yeah. And I'm not good at that. I hate those sort of moments as well. It's just a matter of like, I do think that when I get myself into a mindset where I'm accepting of that I can't control it and just say, I'm just going to let it be, that I'm way, way better off. You had talked about Howard Thurman and what I thought about him you know, as we close this out. I think he's an amazing dude. I mean, he was a, you know, a black pastor. Not that it mattered, but I mean, he was coming up in, born in like, I think 1899 or something. Coming up, you know, he was like in his middle age, late middle age, by the time the civil rights movement, he was a mentor to people like Martin Luther King. And if a person who's living in an oppressed place, who is oppressed, can take this view of things to live dynamically, even in the face of racism and prejudice, I'm just like, you know what? I, if I, I could do it with all the privilege that I'm given and all the things that I'm not dealing with, right? So I really loved it. I thought, I think this guy's biography is amazing. Well, Brennan, let me thank you for letting me teach you today.